edition of the Mindset Game Podcast, and I'm your host, James Robert. I'm a two-time Paralympian, online training and nutrition coach, and owner of James Robert Fitness. You can find more of my content by going to my website, fitamputee.co.uk. But before we get started with today's show, first off, let me take this opportunity to welcome back the regular listeners. And if this is your first time listening to the show, I hope you enjoy this episode and decide to subscribe to the show. And on today's show, I've got Peter Metali, aka the obese man Rowan. Uh, previously, Peter organized, coached, and wrote about swimming, cycling, running, and rowing for the past 35 plus years. Now he's doing something for himself. He's rowing 9.6 million meters on an ergo, aka rowing machine, to Tokyo 2020. So welcome on to the show, Peter. Oh, hi, thank you. So before we delve into today's episode, Peter, uh, obviously we talked about this a little bit briefly off air. Obviously, can you uh, allude to what kind of possessed you to want to do this challenge in the first place for the listeners? Um, Well, it was really, uh, I I kind of had some health issues. I was... um, I hurt my back when I was doing triathlon many years ago. And over the years, I just put weight on bit by bit, year by year, and didn't really notice it. And then suddenly, after about 20 years, I was twice the weight I was when I was competing. Um, And so that coupled with a, I had a couple of incidents where I sort of passed out and and thought, well, I I need to do something to get myself fit. Um, And I, I, I started doing this sort of daily challenge that, uh, Olympic rower Pete Reed had done the, mm-hmm. where where he he it was basically you started January the first by doing a press up January the second you did two January third you did three and so on and I kind of varied I changed his his around a little bit and so one of the months I did I I started rowing and I started rowing a hundred meters on the first day two hundred meters second day and, and did it that way um, and then I got injured and so it all came back and then I thought well. A friend of mine had actually done this challenge where she um, was battling depression and she decided that um, the thing she was going to do was to set herself a target of rowing at Henley Women's Regatta. And she did it. And it was so inspirational to me. It was sort of, it was like, wow, she's, you know, she's battled this, she's done it and she's, she's achieved the goal. And I felt I needed, I wanted to do something similar. Um, and I saw Tokyo was three years away and I saw it as 9.6 million meters away. And I thought, well, I could do that. <laughs> um, it works out when it started out it was about eight eight point seven k a day, which you know is not bad until you realise it's every day, every mm-hmm. single day without a break. Unless and if you do have a break, the meterage goes up, you know. And so uh, I'm up to about nine point seven at the moment, but um, I'm feeling good. I, I I still feel I can I can do that. Um, you know, with rest days here and there, I've got I've got the back to issue to worry about. So I'm, I've um, I've still got to keep that in mind. So I do have rest days every every now and again. So I'm probably looking at about 10k average a day when I row now, um, and I'm building up to that slowly. Um, doing about probably about six or seven k at the moment on most days, um, and hopefully by the time the three years are up, uh, you know, 12, 13k a day won't be too much of a problem for me. And you, you talk about obviously having to row between six and ten k a day. What is kind of some of the things you 
due to overcome boarding, uh, boredom, sorry. Obviously, because uh, for the, we, we could say the everyday rower, that's not really that much meterage no, training. No, I, but for somebody that's maybe starting out in the gym, what's maybe some of the things you do to overcome it, to make it, yeah. to get through a session? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to make out that I'm so, some do, doing something exceptional here, really. It, it's that part of that is is to say that anyone can do this. This is something that if if a 59 year old over what massive morbidly obese man with a dodgy knee and a bad back can do this, then anyone can have a go at doing this. You know, you look at like as you say, serious rowers. There'll be you know 18, 20k a day is is nothing to them. Or it's, you know, certainly something, for them, but but it's you know it's that's the kind of meterage that they're doing. Um, so it, it, you know, you're putting that into perspective. What I'm actually doing is 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 nothing compared to that, um, and certainly their their speeds are almost twice as fast as me. So so mine is about. It's almost like saying, right, I'm setting myself a challenge. I'm gonna I'm going to get my health right. I mean, you know, the health is the number one thing. To stop being morbidly obese is the next thing, and to be, you know, to lose weight. And I've and I'm coming towards that. I've lost seven or eight k since since I started. Um, um, I'm not trying to lose weight as such. I'm hoping I will lose weight as part of the process of getting healthier, and that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to live a, a bit more of a healthier lifestyle. I'm, I'm I've noticed just naturally. I'm I'm having less dairy. I'm, 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 you know, just the whole lifestyle is changing and, and it's the mindset. And because of that, I, 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 I'm driven to, to do it every day. Other people can do the, exactly the same. And as you say, one of the things that people put, puts people off is you think, oh, you know, fight. most people are going to a gym and they'll see that dusty piece of equipment in the corner and they'll think, oh, I'll do five minutes. <laughs> you know, I'm doing an hour. I'm doing 45 minutes to an hour every day. And most to, to most gym users, even the fit guys, sitting on an erg for 45 minutes to an hour is, is well, it can be boring. Um, I've tried listen. I, I listen to music. I've tried watching a video. Um, problem was, it was a comedy video. I ended up laughing, and the pace went instead of my normal sort of you know 2:10 pace. It was down to 2:25. Um, and you know, a couple of times I stopped. So, so I, I've stopped doing that. I, I, I just listen to music when I'm doing it. But I set myself um, different programs. I, I, I follow a couple of plans from from various people. Um, there's a really good group called Fitness Matters, um, and, I, and I've, I've followed a couple of their programs for sort of four to six weeks. That's that kind of thing. Um, I haven't yet done. There's another one out there called the Peak Plan, and I haven't yet done that. But but it's in the back of my mind and. My lovely daughter bought me a, a book at Christmas with 365 different rowing programs in, so I'm making my way through those as well. So, so it keeps it interesting. Um, what, one of the very first questions I got asked by a rowing coach was, "Are you going to do this at UT too? The whole thing?" Because the first one I did, I just did the average as a plod. The first day I did it, I did eight seven three three meters. And he, the question I got asked that day was, are you going to do the whole thing at UT2? Well, I then had to work out what UT2 was. But um, once I've discovered that, you know, what, what that meant, um, I, I could answer and say no, because I'm not a sprinter. I've never been a sprinter. I've always been into distance, even though I've got a body. I had the body of a sprinter even when I was doing triathlon. Um, but I've never had the fast twitch. And so I have to force myself to do sprints. Um, but I do them. 
you know, I'll do a hundred meter time trial as much as I'll do a half marathon time trial. So, you know, and, and I'll do reps at two fifties, five hundreds, that kind of thing, just to make it a bit more interesting. Until you brought that up, Peter, I hadn't heard that terminology in years. Well, <laughs> you, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never thought I would do either. Not right. But fair, fair dues. But yeah, it's it's to, to, for the obviously the the regular regular listener and obviously the everyday person off the street. That's a kind of a different, entirely different language. Yeah, well, UT two is basically it's it's the jogging level of running. If you're out running, and you know the it was always the the, the eight minute miling pace for most people was the sort of you know being able to talk to your mate while you're running along that that kind of level. And and UT two is 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 effectively the rowing the erg equipment uh, equivalent of that. So it's it's comfortable enough so you can you can keep going. Um, but it's it's you know you know you're working, but you can still breathe and talk. And and um, UT one would be a little bit faster than that, pushing the heart rate up a little bit more. And then obviously you've got the the what, the anaerobic threshold level, the AT level, which is where you're really sort of pushing it on on a bit a bit more. So, um, but um, you know people are they they they, they these. They, they have their own terms. I mean, I, you know, I call it a plod if I'm going out there. You know, that's, that's you know, I'm just going out for a plod. You know, rowers know them as paddles if they're out in the water. I'm just going out for a paddle. You know, runners, it's a jog or, you know, um, if you're a bike rider, it's you, you've got similar terminology. It, 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 it's all the way through. You know, it's, it's an easy session, really, a UT2. So. No, well, I would never term it an easy set. Well, it's what relatively... it's what depending on what it is, it's definitely it's a mental. Uh, I won't say slog because that's probably a harsh criticism. No, I think <laughs> but it's it's got to be done because it's uh, well at the elite level, it's the base base of yes. anything that's yeah. Yeah. to be built upon, and then if you do, I think even for anybody from the general public, if you can build that. And you have the right technique. Everything else progresses on. Yes, that. yes, it is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself down a bit on it. I mean, I do. You know, I, I'm saying it's easy. It's not always easy. Um, you know, even at UT two, it's, it's, it's. Uh, it, sometimes it's. It, I often say, actually, the hardest. I mean, my, my, my uh, rowing machine is is in my garage, which is next to my house. Um, I have probably eight meters to walk to it, and that's the hardest eight meters I do of most sessions i would say it's for me it's the getting out there and actually getting on the machine once i get going i'll i can keep going i'll go for an hour hour and a half and i'm quite happy to be out there doing that but especially during the winter months when the snow was on the ground you know that those those 15 steps to get to it were were, were the hardest part really um and and in terms of probably my next question for you peter why do you think so many people We'll say non-rowers now. I, I, this probably I'm me, me included. I'm a non-rower. I, 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 I load the the row machine, but for the ones that are just starting out, why do you think they're put off by it being in a gym environment? I think um, a lot of that is probably technique. I mean, if you walk into most gyms and you see people using a rowing machine, they're not using it properly. And with all due respect. An awful lot of the the fitness personnel don't see it as a priority because they 
a lot of them don't spend a lot of time training, being trained on how to coach using a, a, a rowing machine. They've got an awful lot of equipment. It's one piece of equipment in a gym. Um, rowers know it's an essential piece of equipment. Other sports people also know it's an essential uh, piece of equipment. Top-level triathletes will use rowing machines. Top-level cyclists will use rowing machines. Top-level swimmers will use rowing machines because they know that it actually exercises, you know, it, it, it feeds the whole body. You, you, you use more muscle groups on that on a rowing machine than uh, more mu you exercise more muscles that on a rowing machine than you do on any other apparatus all in one go. You're getting the, um, the you, you're getting an aerobic workout. You're, it, it actually full. It's one of the best pieces of pieces of equipment I've ever seen as a, a you know as a coach in 35 years, 40 years nearly. Um, and 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 I only got involved with it because my daughter was doing triathlon, and we entered this one race that was that had a rowing element in, in rather than the swim, and we've got. She, so she had a, a, a few little goes on it beforehand. Um, and then I suddenly realised how good this machine was, you know. And, and, and I, I, you know, I'm not associated with any of the rowing companies at all, but I would honestly say if you're going to buy one piece of sports equipment, it would be a rowing machine. You don't have to work hard eyeballs out on it all the time. Oh. You can work eyeballs out on it if you want to. It's so flexible. Somebody like me, who is morbidly obese, I mean, I was... Uh, what 145 kilos when I started this um, I don't know what that is I think I was about 24 25 stones something like that I can sit on a rowing machine and work out so anybody can do it my daughter when she started was eight years of age she could sit on a rowing machine and work out you know I, too many people will go in there they'll whack the the dial up to 10 thinking that's the best way oh, I'm going to work out really hard and it's not the way to do it. You know, you need to know that it's learn things about drag factors, which are which is the the, the way of measuring different machines in different places, because all environments, um, air, uh, the, the temperature, all sorts of things can affect how a rowing machine operates. So you need to look into it a little bit and, and, and work out on these things. Um, most well, the biggest surprise for me was I've been using rowing machine you know, on level 10, like everyone else does, um, for the first couple of years. I mean, I'd only, I say a couple, uh, I've been doing it 10 years, but uh, I, the first couple of years, I probably only rode 2,000 metres a year. Um, so it, it wasn't, you know, I, I was like everyone else. I'd go in there, I'd warm up on the rowing machine, five minutes, that's it. Um, but it's, uh, when you realise that the, uh, the, 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 we went to our, my daughter went to the British rowing indoor rowing championships and um when we were there we met a few of the top guys and they were saying well we row on level four you know it's generally about level four or level five on our when we set it and my daughter was nine year eight nine years of age and she was already rowing on a seven so we suddenly thought oh maybe we've got something a bit wrong here so we learned very early on that that actually adjusting that can make such a huge difference and it becomes comfortable then to use um, of course, when you push yourself, it doesn't become comfortable. But but you know you want to be able to do use a piece of equipment that you um, that isn't painful. Really, you don't want to go in there to torture yourself in a gym. And I think too many people look at it and think, oh, that's a, that's a you know that's something to torture myself with. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. It can really be a useful piece of equipment to get you fit in all sorts of ways. But wouldn't you agree, Peter, and this is going back a couple of years now, 
and we well, we'll use the concept two as the example. It had um, a diagram on it on the oh god, say the not the arm, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, on the on the. It would yeah, be in between, yeah. just under the handle. So that argument to say that people don't necessarily use the right technique. I would say back then is not valid, but I, I've seen like more recently they've taken it off, and I don't know why. Because if you can instill the correct technique, well, then the stroke is more efficient. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you're able to do uh, more meters. There's, and all there's no dispute that there was a label on the earlier machines that told you how to row. Um, all I would say to that is that how many people read the terms and conditions of when they're signing up to anything? Most people don't read the instructions. You know, they 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 will see that that dial and they'll, they'll look at it and then they'll think that you know they might even think they're doing the right technique. Um, but unless there's someone that comes along and says, "Well, actually, no, what you want is you know two seconds to one second, you know, recovery that rate that kind of ratio on there and and make sure your arms are straight when you when you start out and your back straight. And you're not you know you're not twisted up and i mean i've seen all sorts of different i mean there's a wonderful video that the gb rowing team did the girls the women sorry the women uh, of the of the of gb rowing team i think it was before the last olympics where they went through the whole sort of gamut of of different <laughs> styles the incorrect styles as a comedy video and it's wonderful it's on youtube or wherever you know so it's worth worth checking out to, to see that um but it is you go you can go into a gym and you can see it and and I I often I, I get there and I think you're going to hurt yourself when I see someone on a rowing machine and that worries me so you know that's part of what I'm trying to do with Tokyo Row really with with the um is to go and say well look this year is is about me getting it going and get becoming established the first year the second year is when I'm planning to go out and do a few sort of visits to various places to try and encourage other people to use rowing machines and get them to use them properly. Um, try and get a bit more encouragement from the fitness personnel as well, because I think a lot of the fitness personnel um, don't rate the rowing machine as, uh, as highly as, as I think they should do. Um, you know, some are obviously very good, but you can go into some gyms and um, you can see a drag factor on, you can try the machine out and the seats all twisted and the handles all loose and, and the drag factor's 90 the maximum you can get out of it, whereas, you know, it should be going up to around 200 odd, you know, so, um, so you can understand why people pick up the piece of equipment. It's not well maintained. And, and so they, they, they don't feel comfortable with it. Um, we went on a cruise, in fact, on a holiday uh, last year, and they had four Concept 2s. We were lucky on the boat we were on, they had four Concept 2s. Two were out of action. The other one, uh, and of the of the two that were left, one had a drag factor of about 120, and the other one was reasonable. So my wife went on the bad one, and I went on the good one. But um, but you know, it's that kind of thing that that's you know a top holiday. Uh, mm. You know, is a, a really it's supposed to be a fantastic fitness center, and 50 percent of the rowing machines were out of action for the entire time. So you know, that's a maintenance issue, I think that that also feeds into this why people don't get on the rows in the first place do you think it goes slightly deeper than that because obviously they, they are in gyms but in most occasions they are put i won't put, say we'll put to one side but they're kind of in yeah, in different in awful places yeah they're, they're, to put, train. They're, they're, they're quite often put in the corner and like i say gathering dust 
They, you know, they people don't see them. They, 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 if you look at the way that spin bikes have, uh, have the, the, the market, the, the, the way that the sort of the industry took to spin bikes and started promoting that, rowing has started to do that with some of the the, the row, go row programs and and those kind of things. And the, and you can do programs now where you can you can row to music in groups and and uh, rowing essentially though is you know. It's probably a solitary thing on an earth, yeah. unless you're in a club, unless you're in a rowing club, when obviously, or a university where you'll get four, four, 30, 40 rowers all rowing together at the same time, all doing a 18 strokes a minute piece for, for 40 minutes. And, and you get that, that sort of feeling of camaraderie there. It is a very solitary activity, generally. Um, spin bikes, because it, it became a group activity, um, I think it feels more social, uh, so um, and people like that. Um, so I think there is that element of it being, you know, it's that dusty machine in the corner, and nobody really knows what it does, how it, how to use it properly. They get on, like I say, and do a five minute warm up before they get onto the to the weights, you know, or onto the other CV equipment. It's not seen. I've seen people. You know, running on a treadmill for forty-five minutes. Very rarely do you go into a gym and and see someone on a, on a, um, a rowing machine for that length of time. Well, they'd probably be coined as nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I used to do it myself, but people I think people would ask me more so at university. Well, how can you do it, James? Be on a machine for I don't know an hour, six k, get off, stretch, get back on. It's because I think for me to answer that, I think I did it because I had to do it at the national level. You you, yeah. you kind of take it as a given. Well, I've got to do it anyway, and I kind of be it. There was the rare occasions I didn't do it to music. There'd be music play, be playing in the gym, and I kind of just switched off because, like you said, uh, I think when I went to university in Swansea, ours were. Well, at the time I was there, I think they probably moved the gym around a, uh, more recently, but they were against a, a war, like a blue war. Yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd probably more focus more on the screen. I don't know how I used to do it. I think try and get 100 metres, keep going, uh, and break it down by 100 metres. And people say, well, how do you do it? Well, I take it 100, 100 metres at that time, then 1,000. They go, done, have a little have a little stretch, get on again and, and do it, and then... The, there's my training done for the day and then do it yeah. all over again. I think there's a, there's also a love-hate relationship between rower, top level rowers, like you, like you say that with, with the, with the rowing machine, um, you know, my daughter who is, is, is a reasonably good standard rower. She, she rows at a good university, a good rowing university. Um, and she, she doesn't like getting on the erg. She wants to be out in the water. That's what rowers want to do. They, they, they're in it because they want to go out into the water and uh, and normally a rowing the rowing machine is there it's seen as a necessary evil as you say, as you say you know it's 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 a good piece of equipment to get your fitness levels up and it's it's good alternative when you can't get out in the water but most rowers want to be out you know in a boat moving you know in with, with the sun on their back that's that's why they're doing the sport you know it's a um but i i, I, I for me I've always been a numbers person, so it's easier. I've never been in a rowing boat. I'm too 
too fat at the moment to get in a rowing boat. One of the things I would like to do at the end of this is to be able to get out in a, in a proper rowing boat. You know, it would be nice to be able to go, you know, just go and sit in an eight or even if it's a coastal boat where I could, where they're wide <laughs> enough for me, you know, just, just to know what it's like to row properly. Um, because I, it, it is different. Being on an erg, uh, a rowing machine is very different, you know, for people that don't know about these things. They are very, very different from being in a rowing boat. So I've heard. I don't know from personal experience, but you can see that, you know, the, 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 the dynamics of, of, of a crew rowing together uh, on, a, on the water and the way it, the, the boat moves from side to side. You can't replicate that on a rowing machine. What you can replicate is some of the muscle um, movements and, and, uh, and that kind of thing. And obviously, you know, in terms of fitness levels and fitness training, that kind of that, that can be done on an erg. Um, I, I, like I say, I've always been a numbers person, though. So I, I like seeing the monitor. I actually like seeing the monitor. When I was a triathlete, I used to, all my training was done with, with dials, you know, with the, the, the most sophisticated watch I could get at the time. And, and um, you know, on the, on, the, on the bike, it was always, you know, your bike computer to see how many miles, what, what average speed you were doing, all those kind of things. So I, I, I'm quite fascinated by watching the, the, um, the monitor and and to be honest probably less so the monitor now more on some of the apps that you can get like erg data and and um rowing live and those those kind of things where you can see where you can um actually see strokes per minute the the num total number of strokes you've done um how how well your 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 stroke is how the length of your stroke that kind of thing that that can be done on those on those apps so i, I find those quite interesting um to do um but it's also there's other little things on the, the, the most of the people that won't know about on on a, on a monitor that will, you, you know you press a couple of buttons and you can see mm. how your stroke is. You can actually see the curve of your stroke, and that that's taught me a lot because when I first started doing this, even even last July, I, you know when I when I was I'd, I'd say I'd done my first million, and I was now starting out on this nine million in three years malarkey. Um, I, I started using the, the the monitor to check my curve, and I and, and I was doing a double curve, and I I I had no idea I was doing. I thought I was running perfectly well, and I was actually doing a double curve every single stroke. So I used that, and now it's a single single curve, and it's hopefully better than it was. Um, but you know, I I I have issues with it because I've still got a big belly. I can't go up right up as as close up to the front as I want to do. Um, but that's that's part of it. I'm I'm trying to say to other people out there, look, a morbidly obese man can do this on a rowing machine. Anyone can do this. If you are if you are, you know, anybody under the age of 60, as I am in a couple of weeks time, um, who is lighter than me, who hasn't got a bad back, who hasn't got a dodgy knee, you can certainly get on there. There's no reason. You know, you, there's no excuse for you. Um, but. A lot of the excuses are in your head. You, you feel you can't do it. And I, and I want to get across to people that actually you can. Just give it a go. Do what I did. Go out and do 100 metres on your first day. That's all you have to do. 100 metres on a rowing machine. Do 200 metres on the second day. Do 300 metres on the third day. After a month, you're doing three kilometres a day. And that is enough to get you fit. So somebody who is... 25 stone like I was can get, come out and they can get on a rowing machine and they can start to make a difference with themselves, with, with their life. It'll improve your mood. It'll improve 
everything about your life. It really, do, it really does. I, I, I sound like an evangelist on, on this, and I probably am, because I'm so convinced that this, that the, the, the rowing machines are, are wonderful devices, and, and I, I get a bit upset when, when good rowers will poo-poo it and say, oh, you know, oh no, um, you're not going to get me on an erg, because I, I want to encourage people to get out there and have a go at using a rowing machine. You know, I've, I've the, I, I, you know, on some of the social media sites, you, you know, I, I, I try to say, right, everyone join in this month. Come on, why don't you come and do a, a, a row with, with a beast man rowing? You know, we're, we're going to do this cross team challenge or something. And I'll get, I've, I've, I'm fantastic. I had 10 people already last month that actually did it with me, which was wonderful. You know, the, and, the, and they were all sorts of speeds and ages. And, and it was, it was great. We all had this, this little challenge to do where we had to row a, a, a set program. And we did it, and you know we, we've never met each other. All of us, none of us have ever met each other, but we all did it together, separately, and we felt it, it, it felt more of a social. You know, going back to the, what you were saying earlier about the why people don't use it in the gym. This felt more sociable, and and, and as, a, as a as a consequence, I think we, you know, well, I certainly enjoyed it more that that month when I've got other people with me. You know, even if they might be 500 miles away, you know, it's a, uh, or in fact, as one guy is in Germany. Um, so, you know, it, he rode for, for, for the team last month and did it. And, and we all encourage each other on it. So I think there's that element to it, which is what I'm trying to push a little bit more as well, is to say, look, come on, get involved, come and have a go. You know, I'll do it with you. If anybody out there, wherever you are in Great Britain, you know, or even the rest of Europe, if I can afford it to get to you, I will come and row with you. I will do that. If you want to start and do 100 metres, I'll come and row with you. I'll do 100 metres with you. You know, I want to get people started on this, on this journey. But what what it's done with me is it, it now means that I'm now walking 10K a day. Now, I wasn't doing that before. But because I started just by my, my 100 metres a day on the rowing machine, I've started to develop other healthier aspects of my life you know and i think that it, it just follows on from that so it's just that first step it's those first few steps out to the out to the to the garage to get on the erg you know that once you've got past that the rest is easy but i think what people probably allude to peter in, in terms of say getting into a new sport is they maybe concentrate more on the or you could say from one aspect the participation but on another looking at it as more that i think as you progress you look more towards the competitive side of it but they forget that the other aspects of what sport can bring to you be it the obviously like we we talked about the social aspect of it meeting new people it's that so social interaction of getting to be around other people which you may not get to do in your day-to-day living if you didn't have sport or do some sort of exercise yeah i i think you're right and, and i think that um that's that's again part of what i'm doing with tokyo it's it, it the plan is to get out there and start to visit a few I'll, I'll start with regattas and going going to a few regattas and sort of doing some um, you know, just trying to promote it a little bit more to the people watching rather than the people out in the water, because I think the people in the, the water, they're already, they already know about rowing machines. They don't need to, worry, you know, have a fat guy coming up to them and telling them how to do it. Um, but some of the parents who might be thinking, oh, you know, I'm too old for this lark. I, I can't. But if we, you know, if we can just get that going. And, and I've met some really just through the social media side of this, 
and the website, uh, you know, the, the obese man rowing website that started up. That people have come forward, and, I, and, I, and I've actually met a couple of the people already. I one of the things I did get was uh, a few weeks ago. I, I, I we went on a, a, a short trip to um, Ireland, um, and I didn't have a. I, I, the, again, it was on another cruise boat. We went on the cruise boat, and the the rowing machine on there was broken completely. So I had no way for a whole week of rowing. And somebody on Twitter came forward from uh, Trinity College in Dublin and they let me have access to their rowing club to row for that day. Now, they were actually taking part in the Irish Championships and they let me go and use the facilities, even though they weren't going to be there. That kind of trust and that that feeling, I, I'm forever grateful to them. They were, one, you know, fantastic. I managed to get a... A very slow 10k that day, but it was. I, I got I got my 10k done, and I so I felt, you know, it wasn't a completely wasted task. You know, the shame was that I didn't see more of Dublin because it would have been nice to sort of spend another couple of hours. But uh, obviously, I had to go and visit their boat club instead. But it was it, just that kind of sociability that you you get from it. Um, whether you're in person, whether you're um, online with somebody, it's just that that. There is a one thing I've, I've found about rowing is that the, the spirit within the sport is so much better than I think anyone could possibly imagine who hasn't experienced it. Um, having been involved in numerous in sports, numerous sports over the years, with cycling and running and swimming, triathlon, I have to say that rowing is probably the friendliest sport out of anything that I've ever encountered in, in 40 odd years. Um, it has this really, um, this reputation of being an oh, elitist sport. Oh, you know, it's, it's all, um, it's all the posh schools. It's all the, you know, it's all the private clubs. It's, a, but they have been more welcoming in this sport than any other sport I have ever been in. And I, I can say that with hand on heart, that I think that if people do start to get involved in the rowing side of it, um, Erging is I, I, I do I, I very much see that erging is different from rowing, but they are obviously connected because obviously you know rowers use ergs and there is a, there is a crossover. But there is now starting starting to be quite a large um, competitive erging indoor rowing uh, community out there. Um, you know if you look at things like the crash B world championships and well, there's now a separate world championships as well as the crash bees in America. There are numerous indoor rowing competitions in the UK and the rest of Europe and, and, and well, around the world. And, and these are not small events. I mean, the first British rowing champs we turned up to, there were two and a half thousand people there. Um, and that provides the competitive element for people. It provides a social, uh, social element for people. And people feel that they're doing it, it's it's almost like triathlon was in the early days. This is what it feels to me at the moment that it's like a hidden secret that there's no one. People don't realize quite how good rowing is, indoor rowing is, uh, and a bit like and triathlon was like that back in the early eighties when I first started out. That, that you know, well, no one even knew. Most people didn't know how to spell the word, let alone what a triathlon was. You know, and so it was our secret. We used to go and I mean, I, the events I turned up to you'd turn up different part of the country, 200 miles away from where you were the week before. And chances are you were racking your bike against somebody you knew because it was that, that small a, a sport. Um, and I, I, I think indoor rowing has that about it, that there are 
probably I don't know two and a half thousand serious competitive rowers in uh, indoor rowers in Britain that don't row. Um, maybe even more that like me that have a go at it. Um, and yet most of those people will either recognize a name or they'll, they'll be within, you know, you'll, you'll go to one of these events and you'll see somebody, even though you might be rowing and like me rowing on your own in a garage at home, I can go to one of those events and I'll, there'll be somebody there that I'll see and I'll have a chat with. And it'll, it, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, Peter, this is my, well, my precursor to the last question. Uh, once you finish your challenge, what will be the next one you see? Because obviously, would it be in, uh, oh, what's the next one? We've got 2024. 24th of July, 2020. No, but what what, what, what will be the, the next one after it for be, I can't remember where they've decided to hold it. It's either Paris or Los Angeles. But if it, if it happened to be Paris, what would Which you is, do? What would you probably do? Because that's not, that's not really a, that difficult. No, I know. Telling. I don't know. Well, you see, then hopefully I won't be a beast man. Anything. Um, so, I mean, the part of this is to get rid of the, you know, certainly the morbidly obese thing. I don't want to be stage two, stage three, stage three. I think it is um, obese anymore because that obviously has serious implications for my health. And I don't, I want to be here in 20 years time, not in a box. You know, I want to do something about that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've been, luckily I've been, I haven't had too many health issues. I've had the odd, like I say, the odd, I passed out a couple of times, but most of the time, you know, the back and I've a few aches and pains here and there, but I haven't really had any major problems um, fitness through fitness wise um so i you know my 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 blood considering how big i am my blood pressure went to sort of borderline but it's now within six months i'm actually back down and my doctor said to me within three months you no longer have a, a blood pressure issue you know so it, that was a very very quickly that came in i'm starting to you know i'm i'm two kilos away from being seriously obese rather than morbidly obese now that probably sounds absurd to most people out there that that i'm pleased about that i'm still gonna i'm gonna be happy that i'm seriously obese but the, from where i've started from that's going to be a major step for me and i think that um within three years i want to be overweight or healthy weight you know i, I healthy weight is is probably a big ask from where i started from but if I can just be slightly overweight, um, there won't be that need to go and row to Tokyo. You know, I'll, I'll try, I'll find something else. I've always been an obsessive, whatever I've done. <laughs> you know, when I, I, you know, when I took up sport, uh, it was, it was triathlon. I decided to do, you know, it was always going to be something. I mean, I didn't learn to swim until I was 21. Um, within 18 months, I was a swimming teacher and I'd swum a million, me million metres. That was the f my first challenge. I, I suddenly realised it the other day that it was all about mileage back then. You know, it was, a, it was just how far can you swim? How long can you swim for? And my first challenge was an ASA thing that was, can you swim a million metres? And so that was what I did then. Um, I swam the channel distance in a swimming pool. It was those kind of things that I was doing. And so that's triathlon was a natural progression for me to do problem is i my body just couldn't cope with with the strains of it and my back gave away and and that's when when all my health you know the the, the weight issues really started coming in 
Um, so I don't think there'll be another challenge after Tokyo Road, but you never know. I might swim, actually swim the channel. You know, that's <laughs> one thing I've always wanted to try and do, but it's a, logistically, it's a lot easier to sit on a rowing machine at home than it is to try and get, get a, a channel swim organized. So, um, I, I did think about walking, you know, the, the jog, you know, the lands enter John O'Groats. Um, because that might be quite a nice thing to do, see see a bit of the country. But, um, don't know. I'll, I'll focus on a rowing machine at the moment. I think. <laughs> but I think, Peter, I think what you alluded to in terms of getting from Moby obese to just overweight is 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 an essence of my, it's a, not mindset, but it's a perspective of, of putting things in perspective because that's the goal that you you kind of have. It's to, for some people it may not sound like a good goal but you're taking it step by step you've got an um, an end goal or a finish line in sight that you want to achieve and it's looking at and I would say it's probably going against maybe how we perceive our lives really about in terms of that we want everything as soon as possible now 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 whereas you're kind of looking at it more in a way of Oh, I'm trying to be generous now. Uh, say twenty, how we used to think maybe twenty, thirty years ago. It's you're gonna, you need to invest in your like investiture in, into yourself, or or if you want something, you need to be in it for the long run. Whereas I think we've kind of gone away from that. Yeah, I, yeah, you may well be right, and that you may have put put your finger right on it there because obviously I was a competitive athlete 20 30 years ago and so i've probably in my head i'm still a competitive athlete i just don't have the body for it anymore you know that's that's the difference um i'm still a competitive triathlete in my head um but i'm not (laughs) you know i can't ride a bike my back won't let me ride a bike um i haven't been in a swimming pool for five or six years well now i've been teaching but i haven't been actually swimming any kind of distance or training for five or six years um I certainly don't run anymore. So, but I, I still believe I'm a competitive triathlete. You know, I, I, it's that attitude. So I, I have got that, that, that probably that attitude from 30 years ago anyway. Um, but I'm having to force myself in a way to not have those instant rewards. I'm having to say to my, I, I did have to really, I'm having to discipline myself to say, I want the progress to be slow that's why i'm not focusing on the weight loss it's not about weight loss it really isn't it's about i want to be healthier i want to be and and part of that is weight loss i measure my weight once a week i don't get too hung up about it if i lose if i don't lose weight that particular week Mm. um the trend is down the trend is is very slowly down i mean there are there are people out there you can go on the any kind of, you know, you, you look at Fitbit app and you'll see people, oh, I've lost 50 pounds in, you know, three months. Great. That's wonderful for those people. And it's marvellous that they can do that. I don't see that's going to be sustainable for me long term because I might lose 50 pounds in three months, but I'll probably put 40 of it back on again the following three months. I'm trying to change my lifestyle rather than um, doing this. This isn't a short term goal. This is a trying to re-educate myself into into living a healthier lifestyle and that's what I'm trying to do with this and that's why I set the three-year goal really it's the 
yeah, okay, I, c- I could row a million metres. You know, Concept 2 are fantastic in that they come up with all these sorts of challenges. Oh, you know, row row 100,000 metres this month or, or, or whatever, you know, and, th- and they're wonderful. And I, and I use those as well. I'm, I'm using those those along the way as steps towards getting my Tokyo row. I mean, the, 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 the cross-team challenge, the, uh, the, not the cross-team challenge, the, the World Erg challenge last month from Concept 2. And, you know, and I row... 290,000 meters in the month which is more than I've done previously and and so that helped me to actually pick up the mileage a little bit um but it's all about the long-term s- sustainability of this it's the, it, this is about re-educating myself from being the guy who did no exercise for 20 years back to that guy that used to go out and do 40 hours a week training I'm not going to do 40 hours a week training again in my life, but I want to be a reasonably fit 80 year old. You know, I don't want to be it. Well, I, I, the way I was going, it wasn't, I wasn't even going to get to 80, you know, I was just putting, putting more and more weight on every year. So it's about changing that. It's about trying to get other people to get involved in it as well. And that's almost, it's a, and that goes back to even, uh, you know, even more probably the 1970s where the, the sport for all thing, that's where I first became involved in sport. So I've got that firmly implanted in my head. I want to encourage everybody. When I organised triathlons, the kind of events I did were novice events to get new people involved in sport. And that's what's always fed me. That's always what made what, what I've, I've got off on. I, I, getting other people to do their first triathlon or their first running race or their first whatever the best thing I've ever, you know, I, 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 I ever got out, out of my swimming teaching job was to see that kid that did their first width and the, the smile they would give you when they, they, that sense of achievement when they'd done it. And I'd feel proud. Oh, yeah, I taught that kid to swim, you know, and, and that, that, that's what I get out of this. So that's why I want other people to get involved as well, because I want them to have, feel what I feel out of it, really, which is I, sport's been wonderful for me. Um, when I was doing it all those years ago, it, it, you know, it was brilliant. It actually changed my life. I was at 18. I was as 40 cigarettes a day, eight pints of beer a person. Within three years, I'd changed and I was I was swimming, you know, heading towards a million meters swimming. Um, and then I got involved in triathlon and that and it went from there. And, and, and the injury that I, I got to that ended my triathlon days, um, I just went. Even though I was organising events and still teaching, teaching swimming and cycling, and um, I was on a personal level, I was declining, and I and I, I didn't realise it. I didn't even realise it until this. And like I say, now I'm, a, I'm I'm like one of these people that have given up smoking. I'm I'm enthusing about it. You know, I'm over. Uh, you know, uh, what's the word? A born again, a born again exercise. <laughs> um but i'm doing i'm trying to do it sensibly i'm you know it it may not sound sensible to some people that i'll sit on an erg for five or six hours a week but it but you know it's five or six hours is i've built up to that from from starting with 100 meters a day i will do later this year i want to do a 22 miler i'm going to do it on the day that the first woman swam the channel um uh, in august i'm going to do it a 22 mile row that day um, just to sort of celebrate her life. Um, and I, I ultimately want to do a marathon, a full marathon on the Erg. 
but I won't go beyond that. I, 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 I've got to realise that my body has, you know, it's broken down with bits with the back in the injury in the past. So I've got to be careful about that. Um, if I can raise a little bit of money for charity on the way, that's not a major aim. But again, it's just to help a few of the charities out, a few a couple of rowing charities, you know, the because of the person who, who, who sort of started me on this with a battle with depression, I, I've what mind is another one of the charities I've chosen for that. So it's, it's, it's you know, but they're not that they they're, I've, I've spoken to them all and I've said, look, you know, it's not a major charity thing for you. It, it, I can raise you know a few hundred quid for you over the over the years and they they seem happy with that so so it's that and it's it's just you know generally i'm just trying to think really it's sort of four four pronged i'm just trying to think yeah it's the encourage others the lose weight the keep healthy raise a little bit of money for charity and then i suppose the fifth one would be just do something for myself you know it's it's almost like giving myself some focus as i'm coming towards retirement you know <laughs> And my final question for, for you before we wrap up the episode today is if you had to summarise what we've been speaking about into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? Ooh. I think it's enjoy your lifestyle. Enjoy your lifestyle, I would say, is, is, the, is the one thing I'd get across to people. And, and, and that's Get involved in sport if you really, you know, I say if you want to. I, I want to encourage everybody to try sport. Try, well, try sport, try exercise, try it. If you don't like it and you really don't like it, and you probably won't for the first few weeks, you know, but try a little bit. Just try taste, you know, try that that little taste of, of pepper, you know, and see if you like it. It's, it's. It's been wonderful for me. It's and, and and I like I say I I've not reached the top in any sport, but I've got as much out of this sport I believe as somebody who's has won Olympics. I I think that, and I think other people can get that as well. I honestly think that. More I think that's... sentence. I know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I think I think Peter to kind of divulge and probably the regular listeners would know this. I don't think any guests have ever managed to do it in one sense. I think it's it's very difficult task to be able to do, but I think if you can get your message across, I think that I think you've worded that probably in a very nice way. So once again, thanks for coming on the Mindset Game podcast. My pleasure. It's been it's been really nice to speak to you. Thank you. Likewise. And before I forget, I would really appreciate it if you would be so kind as to leave a short review as it helps to get the podcast more notoriety and it will be more visible in future to others and thus helping more people, which my guests and I are all about. Once again, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time for another episode of the Mindset Game Podcast. Oh, my God.